how to overcome all your challenges. And it's the word A-L-L, all, which includes everything, no matter what your challenge is. How to overcome all your challenges, A-L-L. So challenges can be, you know, translated as troubles. Um, It can be translated as problems. (laughs) And uh, a lot of times we don't want them. You know, who want problems? Who want troubles? You know, who want challenges? And yet we know that there are challenges in this world. There are challenges in this life. And when troubles come, when challenges come, you know, uh, the flesh it's tempted to complain, you know, to complain, to grumble, to worry. And sometimes we might even say to God, you know, why? You know, why? Why, God, why did you allow this to happen to me? You know, what did I do to deserve this? So we need to know the right way to handle our problems, the right way to handle all the challenges, all the trials and the testings of life. So that's why. It's so good to look to the Word of God because the Word of God is not a religious book. The Word of God is our living manual. It teaches us how to live. It teaches us how to live successfully, victoriously, amen, powerfully, amen, both on earth and in heaven. Amen. So let's look at John chapter 16, verse 33 this morning. John 16, verse 33. Amen. John 16, verse 33. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus, who is the word of God. Okay. So he says, these things have I spoken unto you, if you can just listen, that in me you might have what? Have what? Peace. I encourage you to listen to the sermon on peace again. Okay. Peace does not mean that, oh, I feel peaceful today. No, it's not a feeling. Peace is a heavenly force. That in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have what? Tribulation. Problems. Challenges. Troubles. But then what's the the way to overcome that? But be of good cheer. Good cheer. So joy overcomes the problems. I have overcome the world. What did Jesus do? He had overcome the world for us. He was very happy in heaven. He did not need to go come to earth. But he came to earth for us. He came to overcome for us. He came to overcome so that we can also overcome. Amen. He came to have victories so that we can also have victories. How many of you know that? How many of us are aware of that? The reason why we can think is because we have been given a brain and a mind. The reason that we can walk and move is because we've been given muscles and joints and bones. These are what we call the pre-existing conditions. Jesus has done something for us so that we can do a lot more. We must never disconnect ourselves from Jesus. We must never disconnect ourselves from the headquarters. Christ is in us. Come on, say to yourself, Christ is in me. Don't ever try to reach him. I'm trying to reach him. I'm trying to gain. I'm trying to earn. I'm trying to reach. No, he's already in you. Christ is in me, the hope of glory. But he needs you to be in tune. He needs you to be aware that he is in you. He needs you. He needs you to give him your attention, your consciousness. Amen. Revelation is very, very powerful. Why? Because with revelation, you are told beforehand what is going to happen. There are prophecies in the Bible. There are prophecies, foretellings. That's why we call them prophecies. That you may foreknow. To foreknow means you know beforehand. To be foreknown is to foreknow, sorry, to foreknow is to be forearmed. When you know, that means you are equipped. 
When you know, that means you are equipped. You know what's going to happen and you prepare what is about to happen. Preparation is a very, very powerful word. You will never do what you want to do if you don't prepare your will and your mind and your emotions. You will never do what you need to do if you don't ever prepare your time ahead of time. Prophecies are very, very powerful. And that's why in the book of Revelation, we are told that you are blessed even just for reading it. God is in the business of foretelling us what's about to happen. Amen. So we have been informed in order to be transformed. It is so important that we hold on to this biblical attitude of being cheerful and being peaceful and being overcoming. Say with me, I'm cheerful. I'm peaceful. I'm overcoming. It's very, very important. When there are troubles confronting us, when there are problems confronting us, we have to be determined to overcome. Amen. It's very important that we prepare ourselves. Now look at Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. Now this scripture is spoken to Smyrna. Smyrna is an excellent church. A wonderful church. Jesus did not even point out any mistakes that they had made. So it's a powerful church. I want you to read this with me. Fear none of these things which you shall suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried. And you shall have tribulation ten days. Be you faithful unto death and I will give you a crown of life. So Jesus is saying when tough times come, when persecutions come, just hold on. Stay above. Stay strong. He said the time has been marked. It is just a process. It is a passage of time. You shall have tribulation, tough times, 10 days. It does not mean that one, two, three, four, five. It means that there is a marked frame of time. And what do you do during that time? Be you faithful. Unto death, not un, unto death. It does not mean that until you die. It is a description. It means that you be determined to be faithful. Be determined to be faithful to God during tough times. And what do you get? A crown of life. Not a crown of death. A crown of life. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid of tough times. Don't be afraid of difficult times. You go through it to win. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Very, very important that we are determined to be faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. It's very important what we do and how we be during tough times. How you are and what you do during your down time will determine what you get in your high time. How you handle your difficulties will determine what and how much you will have in the good times. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So it's important that during those trying times, during those trying times, that we become better and not bitter. That we be transformed and not crushed. That we become victorious and not defeated. We stay whole and not broken. And we get our rewards from heaven. Can we say amen? Lift up your hands and receive that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Because you have kept the word of my patience, I also will keep you from the hour of temptation. That's referring to the great tribulation, the great tough times that will come to the earth. To try them which shall come upon all the world. To try them that dwell upon the earth. 
So Jesus is saying, because you have done well during your tough times, you will be kept from the toughest time the world has ever known. Can we say amen? We need to understand that our salvation is real. Our salvation is real. Our salvation changes and transforms us from the inside out. Your salvation is not a means to an end. It's not just so that you have prosperity. It's not just so that you have health and healing. It's not just so that you have money. It's not so that you escape all problems. It's not just so that you have peace and joy. No, salvation, our salvation is not a means to an end. Our, salvi- our salvation is the real deal. Our salvation is the real deal. How many of you would say amen to that? Our new birth is the real deal. It's the be all and end all here. I know and I know that I am saved. No matter what's happening around me. Your salvation. That's the power. That comes out. It's the authenticity of our salvation. The genuineness of our salvation. The solidity of our salvation. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. And then we will pass all the tests of life with flying colors. Amen. Because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. There are no mixtures. There are no compromises. The world does not change me. I change the world. The world is not stronger than me. I'm stronger than the world. The devil does not change me and make me bitter and make me angry and make me defensive. No, I defeat the devil. Can we say amen? Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Genesis chapter 32. Genesis 32, 27 to 28. Genesis chapter 32, 27 to 28. He said unto him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. Jacob means a schemer, a tricker. Somebody who is always playing tricks in order to make, you know, in order to get his way. And he said, your name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. Israel means the sons of God, the heirs of God. For as a prince, now God started calling him prince. For as a prince have you power with God and with men, and you have prevailed. It's very important that we understand what we're reading. It's very important. The word power, for as a prince you have power. The word power is the word sarah, which means prevailing power. You have prevailed. You have wrestled with me. You did not let me go till I have blessed you. You have prevailed. You have continued. Amen. So you have prevailed with God and you have prevailed with men. And here comes the second dose and have prevailed. So we have here double reference. We need to prevail with God and we need to prevail with people. You can't just touch and then think that, oh, I've got it from the Lord. You need to prevail. How do I know that I truly believe? Is when I go through t- tough times, I still believe. How do I know that I truly believe? Is when it hurts, I still believe. How do I know that I love people? When it hurts, I still love people. Jesus, when he was betrayed, he still continued to love. Amen. 
So we need to continue to pray and believe God. We need to continue in our journey with God. Continue to know him and to know him more and to know him more, to know him better, to know him deeper, to know him higher. That's how you prevail with God. And you prevail with men. Continue to influence them. Continue to pray for them. Continue to stand in the gap until you see victory manifest on the earth. Can we say amen? So the word prevail is the word yakol and have prevailed. The second prevail is the word yakol. It's translated as overcome, prevail, translated as endure until one wins, translated as power over hardship, resistance against the trial of time. Against whatever that tries to come to deplete you, exhaust, discourage, demotivate, and to drain you. That's how I know. That's how we know. Can we say amen? We have to aim to be a thorough Christian. We have to aim to, we have to aim to be a strong Christian. We have to be determined not to be superficial, not to be shallow. Can we say amen? Your will is very, very important. Your will is very, very powerful. Your will, married to the will of the Father, will make you more than a conqueror. Can we say amen? Amen. So what God is saying to Jacob is, well, you have made it persistently with God. And you have made it persistently with people. And God said, you are an overcomer. You are a true winner. Can we say amen? So how do we overcome all of our challenges? How do we prevail against all odds? The summary is, show your true color. Say to the person next to you, show your true color. The real you. The real you. Who is the real me? Christ in me. That's the real me. Who is the real me? Christ in me. Can we say amen? Who is the real you? Christ in you. The hope of glory. So how do we overcome all odds? Number one. Take your on high position. Take your high position. Remember just now we sang, let his name be lifted higher, be lifted higher, be lifted higher. Your high position is very, very important. We as Christians, we must stay above. Come on, say to yourself, stay above. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 58 verse 14. The devil tries to pull you down. The devil tries to push you and pull you down. You must stay above. Stay above. Stay on high. Isaiah 58 verse 14, then shall you delight yourself in the Lord. It's not an obligation. It's not a duty. It's not because I fear that God's going to punish me. No, my delight is in the Lord. He's the only one who truly loves me from the inside out with no demands, no conditions. No one can love you as great as God. Know that and you will not be disappointed. Then shall you delight yourself in the Lord. What will God do? I will cause you to ride upon what? One more time. The high places of the earth. So let me ask you a question. Does God want you to be on high? Yes. Yes. And feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. Remember, what did Jacob do? He prevailed. He prevailed with God and with men. Amen. So God is saying that I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth. I will keep you high. 
You stay high. You stay above. Your high position will bring you your needed provision. Do you get that? When you stay high, you will get to your provision. Whatever you need. Your high position will deliver you your provision. Write that down. Amen. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken. Amen. Now go with me to Psalm 91 verse 1. I know a lot of people quote Psalm 91 without knowing what it is about. The most important verse in Psalm 91 is verse 1. If you miss that, you don't get it. He that dwelleth in the secret place. Say with me, secret. Secret place of the most high. Say with me, the most high. One more time, the most high. In times of difficulties, in times of problems, in times of challenges, in times of danger, you must be in the secret place of the most high. Where is that secret place? In the high places. Where is that secret place? Not on the earth. The secret place is in the most high God. The secret place is in the high places of the most high God. He will keep you above on high of all your problems. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. The secret place is the high place. Amen. Hallelujah. If you look at the most high, look at that whole phrase. The most high, look at that whole, whole phrase. The most high is the word Elyon. Elyon, it means elevated. It means it's an elevation. It means it's high. It means it's up. It means it's supreme. It means it's exalted. It means it's the highest. That's the word, the most high, Elyon. And that's why it's so important for us to worship. When we worship, God is already the most high, but when we worship, he becomes personally our most high. He is exalted in our life. He is exalted in all of our life situations and circumstances. It doesn't matter what COVID-19 is going to do because he is exalted over your life. You are in the secret place of the Most High and you come under his governance and you come under his protection. Can we say amen? So it matters whom you exalt. It matters what you magnify, what you emphasize. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. In your talkings, in your conversations, don't keep emphasizing problems and problems and problems. Keep emphasizing the answer, the answer, the answer. Lift God high above all the problems of this world. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Amen. If you look at 2 Samuel chapter 22 verse 14, 2 Samuel chapter 22 verse 14. The Lord thundered from heaven and the Most High uttered his voice. So when we talk about the Most High, we're talking about the nature of God. God stays high. He stays high, undisturbed, undefiled. Jesus said, the evil one touches me not. Why? Because he he stays high. He stays above. The most high appears 40 times in your Bible. And the number four, the four corners of the earth, means it covers everything. If you look at John chapter 8, verse 23 to 24, uh, John chapter 8, verse 23 to 24, say with me, I stay high. Amen. Jesus said unto them, you are from? Beneath, I am from above. He said, you are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, that's why you are from beneath. I'm not of this world, I'm of heaven. 
That's how I live. That's where I live from. That's how I operate. He said, I said therefore unto you that if you shall die in your sins, for if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. If you refuse to allow me to lift you up out of the earth, out of the world and translate you to the high places, you will die in your sins. This is what Jesus is saying. He said, if you do not believe that I am what I say I am, what did he say that he is? The son of God. If you look at verse 26, if you continue to read, he said, he said unto the father, he said, if, oh, sorry, if you look at verse um, 36, look at verse 36, John 8, 36. He said, if the son of God, therefore shall make you free, you shall be what? Free indeed. The word free does not mean to do whatever I want. The word free means freedom from all the bad things of this world. Freedom. That means you are not entangled. You are not stuck anymore. But you are empowered to live a free life. And you stay free from sin. You stay free from the world. And you stay free from the devil. Can we say amen? Come on, lift up your hands and say it with me. I'm free. Free from the world, free from the devil, free from sin. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you look at John chapter 17, verse 14, John 17, 14, I want you to know that this is repeated in verse 16. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Repeat it two times. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. And then if you look at John 17, verse 17, John 17, verse 17, again, twice, two times, Jesus said, sanctify them through the truth. Your word is truth. So when we listen to the word, when we read the word, what's, what's happening to us? Being sanctified. What's the meaning of the word sanctify? To set apart, to set apart, to set apart, set apart from sin, set apart from all that makes you filthy, set apart from all that destroys you. God is faithful to do his job, but you have to be faithful to do your part too. Remember, it's never God alone. Don't just throw the ball at its court. No, 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 no. It's Christ in you. Christianity is your union between God and men. God coming to live on the inside of a person. Can we say amen? So when we're going through tough times and challenging times, it's very important that we remember that. So don't just so, so be so busy. How do I solve this problem? How do I tackle that? How do I do that? How do I get the result? No, no, no. When you're going through a tough time, know that you are being what? Sanctified by the truth when you choose to live by the truth. You are not sanctified by the tough times. You are sanctified by what you choose to do with the tough times. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. And when you're going through tough times, it's very important that you remember John 17, verse 26. John 17, verse 26. I know a lot of times people ask, you know, why do you go, allow me to go through this? Why, what did I do to deserve this? All of that is because the devil is driving you. It's because the devil is harassing you and deceiving you. Remember this. Remember this is what Jesus said. The love wherewith you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Jesus is saying, Father God, you love them as much as you love me. Wow. Wow, this is the prayer of Jesus. Do you think that it's been answered? You think it has been answered? Absolutely. Jesus is saying to the Father, love them as much as I love you. 
Lift up your hands and say, thank you. Thank you. And Jesus said, I, I'm in them. I live in them. The Holy Spirit is in me. I want you to know how much God loves you. Come on, say to yourself, God loves me very, very, very much. And be safe in that. Be secure in that. It's very important that we know. Amen. Remember, Jesus will never leave you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. There may be times that people cannot handle you, but Jesus will never leave you. So take time to talk to him. Take time to listen to him. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you remember that God was with Daniel in the lion's den? God was with the Hebrew children in the fiery furnace. God was with Esther when they were about to hang the juice and abort it all that the enemy wanted to do. Say with me, God is with me. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. Amen. Look at Psalm 23. We all know this Psalm. Psalm 23, verse 3 to 6. Come on, say with me one more time. I stay above. I stay on top. Amen. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Even when it's hard, even when it's challenging, don't look for shortcuts. Even when it's hard, even when it's challenging, don't go in the twisted paths. Keep, keep to the paths of righteousness. Keep to the paths of righteousness. Keep to the paths of righteousness. Keep praying for our government. Keep praying for our leaders. Don't despise them. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Though I walk through. Walk through. Next day. You are not stuck. Nobody will be stuck. Though I walk through. Come on, say with me, walk through. There's a time frame. There's a passage of time. Time always goes. Time always moves on. Amen. Hallelujah. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will. It's the exercise of his will. It's the exercise of his will. His choice. His determination. We need to self-manage. Come on, say to yourself, I need to self-manage. I need to self-regulate by the word of God. Amen. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen. Hallelujah. So know and be very sure that God will never forsake you. Amen. And if you continue to read... You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So there are rewards in hard times. Amen. There are gifts from God during the hard times. You anoint my head with oil. The anointing comes during hard times. The anointing comes when you're dealing with the enemy. Can we say amen? My cup runs over. Listen to David. Listen to his voice. This is called the voice of victory. This is called the voice of faith. This is the prevailing faith. This is the prevailing victory. It's long term. It's authentic. It's real. It's not transient. Can we say amen? He said, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Not just when I'm 20, not just when I'm 40, all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This comes from someone who is fully persuaded of the goodness of the Lord. 
the love of God, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. This comes from the mouth of someone who has fellowship with God all the time. Amen. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 14, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the word of God is so good. I could have told you everything without giving you the scriptures, but the scriptures are vital. Amen. If you look at the end of the book of 2 Corinthians, this is the end of the book. The communion of the Holy Ghost. Communion is the word koinonia. It means fellowship. It means fellowship. My heart with his heart, my thoughts with his thoughts, my feelings with his feelings, koinonia. And because you are in koinonia, you are better and not bitter. You are transformed and not deformed. You are edified and not crushed. You go higher and not lower. You are sanctified and not demonized. Can we say amen? Come on, say with me, koinonia. So important. Hallelujah. If you look at Mark chapter 5, verse 7, Mark chapter 5, verse 7, this is a very revealing scripture. All of us know that demons are real. Wickedness is real. Devils are real. They steal, they kill, they destroy. Watch the news. There are those that they think the demons will bless them. That's why they go into the gangs, they go into the drugs, you know, they, they become robbers, they become gangsters because they think that doing bad will bless them. The demons that cause you to do bad is to hurt you. They are, they are in the process of hurting you. They will never bless you. They want to hurt you both in this world and in the world to come, which is hell. Devils can never bless anybody. Be very sure of that. And they are real and they do exist. They talk to us, even to Christians. Bad thoughts. Sometimes you're not even aware that it's bad. You think it's just neutral. But it's bad. And actually, the more you grow in the Lord, the more sensitive you will be to evil. You will sense it, even if it's just 0.5%. You know it. You know it. You know the presence of demons. Amen? It's very important that we know. So what's, what's going on here? The devils cry with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus? Read this together with me. You, son of the most high God. I adjure you by God that you torment me not. You know, devils are crazy. You know, they're trying to adjure Jesus by God. <laughs> Can you see how crazy they are? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you get that? They're talking to Jesus, the Son of God. They're talking to Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. Jesus, I adjure you. <laughs> but I, what I want you to see is that because the demons know the power of the Most High. The power of the Most High will torment them. That's why we Christians, we have to stay on high. That's your positional authority. That's your positional authority that's been given to you. If you are in the property business, right? They always say position and position, right? Position, the position of your property determines the price of your property. Position is very important. Amen. And we serve the most high God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember what I said, was it last Sunday? For us as men, we choose to submit to God or not. We submit by choice, but devils bow by subjugation. They have been subjugated, defeated. They must bow. It's not a choice for them. And that's why your position is very important. Because when you know your position, 
then you can exercise your authority over the devil. So when you say, I bind you devil in the name of Jesus. I curse the life that is in this COVID-19 in Jesus name. You are not doing it presumptuously. You're doing it by knowledge. You are from on high. Exercising your dominion and authority over the devils. Can we say amen? If you look at Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 13. Deuteronomy 32 verse 13. That's why it's so important to know that he's the lifter up of your head. He made Jacob, this is referring to him. He made him ride on where? The high places of the earth. He made Jacob to ride on the high places of the earth. So understand that that is important to God. Amen. So if you look at Psalm 18 verse 33. Psalm 18 verse 33. When we talk about Jacob, what are we talking about? God changed his name to Israel. So we're talking about Israel. And when we talk about Israel, we're talking about whom? The church. Ourselves. Okay. So when you look at Psalm 18, now we need to understand why did these people succeed? When you look at the heroes of the Bible, when you look at the heroes of church history, we need to understand why did they succeed in life? Why would God distinguish them? That's how we know. They, don't, they didn't succeed by chance. They did not succeed because God favored them. God's favor came for a reason. Okay? So if you look at Psalm 18 verse 33, this is David speaking. He says, he makes my feet like hinds, referring to deers. Like hinds feet. How many of you have watched uh, National Geographic? You know, when the, the deers, when they climb the cliffs, their feet is like, um, how do you say that? Lock into, lock into where they are so they won't fall. If you go to, if you can Google it and watch it and see how they climb up the cliffs. You know, it's so steep and yet they can still stand strong without falling. So this is what David is talking about. He makes my feet like hinds' feet and sets me. Come on, read that together with me. One, two, three. Upon my high places. Hallelujah. This is David talking. He's a man of knowledge. He knows the God that he serves. Amen. Hallelujah. Cannot fall. Positioned. Stationed. Fixed. Praise the Lord. Say with me, I stay above. I don't lose my high position. Amen. Your high position is your God-ordained, God-given position. Don't answer to the voice of inferiority. Don't answer to any voice that tries to put you down. Can we say amen? Very important. Okay, look at Deuteronomy 26 verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 19. Deuteronomy 26 verse 19. Come on, read the first line with me. One, two, three. And to make you high above all nations. Wow. This is referring to Israel. So by default, referring to the church. Referring to Christians. To make you high above all nations which he hath made. In praise, in name, in honor. That you may be a holy people unto the Lord your God as he has spoken. Hallelujah. So let me ask you a question. Who is higher? The devil or God? Who is higher? The holy ones or the evil ones? Amen. Amen. It's very important that we know. So when you stay high, you are in a commanding position. To be on high means you are in charge, that you are in command. And you can see it all. Your vision is from above and not beneath. You don't try to look, you know, with the devil crushing you. No. You are not under the devil's feet. He's under your feet. 
You are not a victim. You are a victor. So get rid of all victimized mentality. Get rid of all victimized thinking. Remember that there is no sickness in your spirit. Your spirit will never get sick. And your spirit is your weapon against the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Your vision is from above. So everything, every demonic activity is reviewed and exposed before you. Hallelujah. Come on, say it with me. I'm high above. Sickness and disease. Poverty. Strife. Deception. And temptation. Do you believe that? Amen. Hallelujah. In case you, if you are still not fully convinced, now go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. Deuteronomy 28, verse 13. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. The Lord. The word Lord means the boss. Jesus is Lord. He's the boss over this whole thing. Hallelujah. And he has made you the head and not the tail. And you shall be above only. And you shall not be beneath. So God has done his job. You have to obey and follow. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the word of God is always abiding in you and working in you to lift you up. To lift you up. To lift you up. As you lift him up, you are lifted up. As we lift him up, we are lifted up. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 49. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 49. This is David speaking. He knows the key to his victory. That's why he stays victorious. Remember, David is the one who said, I will not touch God's anointed. Even when he was right there, he could have killed Saul. He could have just killed him. But he still prevailed in God's principles. Amen. That's an authentic Christian. He will not compromise the word of God. He could have thought, well, God had put Saul right in front of me for me to kill him. (laughs) For me to avenge myself. That's why it's so important you know your Bible. Because if you don't know your Bible, you're hearing the devil and you think that you're hearing God. How many of you get what I'm saying? That's why it's so important. Blessed are the pure in heart. Your heart must stay pure. Our hearts must stay pure. Our hearts must stay pure. That's how you know you're hearing the Holy Spirit and not devils that come as angels of light. Amen. And David said, he that brings me forth from my enemies, you also have lifted me up on high above all them that rose up against me. You have lifted me up on high above all them that rose up against me. This is not pride. This is revelation knowledge. And uh, it's not a surprise that Paul, the Apostle Paul, got the same revelation. If you look at Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins. I encourage you to listen to Kingdom Warriors the last um, Thursday. Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are they that mourn. To mourn means I feel bad. I'm really repentant. I feel terrible about my sin. There's such a there's such a a commotion in me when I sin. There's such a, a sorrow in me when I sin or when I see somebody sin. And and you know, you cry and you weep. Blessed are they that mourn. It's so important. 
He said, even when we were dead in sins, is it talk, who is talking? Saul. Who persecuted the church? Come on, tell me church. Who persecuted the church? Saul. He was Saul. And then God changed his name to Paul. So let me ask you, didn't he know what sin was? Definitely. You think that he had gone through a time when he felt terrible about himself? Yes. That's why he's so grateful for his salvation. Salvation became so real to him. We, we need to live in this. We need to live in this that salvation is so real to us. It's so real. It's not a religion. It's not what we do. It's so real. I'm so glad that I'm saved. I'm so glad that I'm saved. I'm so glad that I'm saved. I'm so thankful that I'm saved. I'm so thankful that I'm saved. Amen. This is what he's talking about. Even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. For by grace you are saved. And if you continue to read, and has raised us up together. That's how good our God is. Not only did he save us, he raised us up. So the devil cannot pull us down anymore. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Live in your salvation. Live in your salvation. It's not what we do. It's not just coming to church. It's not just a service. It's not just singing. It's a soul that's saved. Can we say amen? Amen. David knows the reason for his victory. Paul knows the reason for his victory. Because the church had been lifted up on high. Amen. You are in charge. Amen. In the heavenly places. Come on, say with me, I am a miraculous person. I live in the high places, in the heavenly places, not affected by people nor demons. I live a supernatural, holy, and triumphant life. Stay above. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The second key, the second key so that you can be free from all the challenges of life. The first one, stay above. The second one, stay eternal. Come on, repeat after me. Stay eternal. What is eternal has power over what is temporal. What is everlasting has the power to change what is temporary. The truth will change the facts. The fact is one can be sick. The truth is by his stripes you are healed. You hold on to the truth. The truth will change your body. Because your body, this physical body, is temporary. And therefore, it's subject to change. The devil wants to change it to become bad, but God can change it to become good and better and the best. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. If you look at Micah chapter 7 verse 8, Micah chapter 7 verse 8. Rejoice not against me. This is the attitude that we need to have when we are confronted with problems and challenges in life. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. By the way, I think I've already told you that devils cannot read your mind. So you cannot use just unquiet prayers. You need to rebuke him. That's why Jesus used the word rebuke. You need to rebuke him. You need to cast him out. You need to pray against him, amen, verbally, with your voice. Can we say amen? Amen. The more you rebuke him, the more he'll leave you alone because you're tormenting him. Amen. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall. What happened? I shall arise. I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, what happened? 
the Lord shall be a light unto me. Maybe you are in a difficult time. Maybe you're in a dark time. Maybe you feel ashamed of yourself. But praise the Lord, his light will shine on you. Amen. Even when you sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. What is he doing? He's prophesying. You need to speak good into your future. Come on, say with me, speak good into my future. Speak good into your future. Complaining and grumbling is speaking bad. You will have what you say. Look at, listen to yourself maybe. You know, it it would do you good to just record yourself and listen to your conversation. How much of it is good and how much of it is bad? Right? If we will have what we say, do we want good or do we want bad? So we better talk good. Amen. Amen. And another very powerful statement that I mentioned in the Kingdom Warriors Thursday, last Thursday. Do to others what you want them to do to you. So you want them to love you, what do you do? Love them. You want them to be kind to you, what do you do? Be kind to them. Because God has put you in a place where you can control your life. You can manage your life. It's not my business to manage your life, but it's my business to manage my life. Amen? Amen? As I said, you are not a victim. You are not a victim. God has made you a victor, not a victim. So he has put these mechanisms, these spiritual principles in place so that you can build your world, a good world. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. All these principles are for our good. Can we say amen? And remember, time is always ticking. We're passing through. We're passing through. We don't ever stay, not even one second. Amen? I was once 20, but not anymore. (laughs) Why? Because time goes on. Time moves on. Time is very precious. Time is like a container. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Fill it with good and you reap good. These are principles that do not change. God is no favorite of persons, no respecter of persons. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Learn from Paul. Learn from the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17 to 18. For our light affliction, which is, come on, read that with me. For a moment. Which is but for a moment. Works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The end matters. How we end our lives matters. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. And he has told us everything. The past, the present, and that is to come, the future. So it's up to us to manage our life. It's up to us to regulate our life. We want to start well, to live well, and to finish well on the earth. Actually, the end is more important than the beginning. Because one may have a moment of success, but whether that success can last, that's important. The end is better than the beginning in the book of Ecclesiastes. The end is very, very important. It's just like if you're in a race. You may be winning in the beginning. But you are not called a winner, not until you reach the finish line. Isn't that right? Amen. So it's important that we understand that. Amen. When we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. If you look at verse 18. For the things which are seen are 
temporal. What does that mean? Temporary. Temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. There's a contrast. Look at the contrast between what is momentary and what is eternal, what is temporary and what is everlasting. So we need to set our priorities right. Can, can, I, can I have your attention, church? What you do to me is not as important as what I do to myself. Can we get this? Can we get this? What people do to you is not as important as what you do to yourself. I don't have to take it. I don't have to take it. I don't have to believe it. If they do me harm, no. If they say bad about me, no. If they harm me, no. I am the one to decide what is happening to me. Can we say amen? I'm not your victim. I'm not subject to your influence. I'm not subject to how you treat me. Can we say amen? What is that? Stay above. Because you're staying above. Amen. Amen. I need to skip all this because we don't have enough time. Okay. Let me just finish with this for today. We have power over time. We must refuse to be stuck. We must refuse to allow the process to destroy our end. We need to go through the process with the word of God and with wisdom. So that our end shall be great. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. While we're living on the earth, yes, Jesus had said and made it very clear. We will have challenges, we will have troubles, we will have problems. But as long as we stay above, the devil can't hurt us. As long as we stay eternal and not be caught up in the temporary and not be caught up in the, in the moment, the difficult moments here and there and not allow them to ruin us we will stay strong. Amen. Amen. The time, the power over time, the prevailing, enduring, standing power, the power to stay above. Even without money, we shouldn't be spending every penny. We need to plan our finances. Remember how Joseph rescued the people from the coming famine. What did he do? He built a storehouse. It's important for us to have the standing power. It is important for us to build our spirit to be strong, our will, our mind, and our emotions to be strong, that we are strong in the Lord. Amen. And that we have a storehouse of all of our spiritual forces. We have a storehouse of this body. That's why it's so important for us to know how to live by divine health. Because the devil used sickness, used COVID as a weapon. But when you know how to tap into divine health and divine healing, you won't be concerned. You won't be worried. It's so important. And it's so important to tap into divine prosperity. That money is for you and not against you. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. And when all these trying times come, I stand and I stand and I stand. And I can prevail. Can we say amen? Amen. So the prevailing, enduring, standing power. The power to stay above. The power to be undisturbed until the victory comes to pass in the natural. Amen. So important that we understand that. Amen. The world calls it persistence, resilience, perseverance. Amen. Positional and temporal power, amen, belong to the church, belong to the Christians. For us to stay high above and unaffected by time. Success belongs to those who stay high, who stay faithful to the Lord, to his word and to his spirit. Keep looking up, keep exalting him. Live a miraculous high life 
by living a faithful life on the earth. Amen? Practice prevailing, enduring power over what is superficial and short-term. Amen. I want to finish with this. The power of high over low, eternal over temporal is real. Your salvation is not a means to an end. It's a real deal. Your true color will come out of you during hard times. And you will win every time. Can we say amen? Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Can we have the music?